Hey, y'all. Today is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be what? Glad in it. Comment down below if you finish that scripture with me. So my name is Shantavia, but you can call me Shay, and I'm your host of Obedience Podcast. Here at Obedience Podcast, our mission is to simply obey. Obey is an acronym that stands for O, obeying God, B, believing in God's word, E, evolving your kingdom walk, and Y, yielding to the Holy Spirit. So if you think it'll be interested in our content, if you're watching over on YouTube, be sure to hit that subscribe button down below. And if you're listening on any of our podcasts and platforms, be sure to hit that follow button so you all are notified every single time we upload. But for all of our returning subscribers and listeners, welcome back and let's go ahead and jump into this episode. Welcome to Season 5, Episode 24 of Obedience Podcast. It's such an honor to have you here because you could have been anywhere in the world, but you chose to be here with me, and that is such an honor. So before I dive deep into this episode, I do have to invite my co-host, Holy Spirit, in. So let's take a moment and bow our heads in prayer. Father God, I want to thank you for allowing me to get on this platform another week. I want to thank you for the energy that had to be instilled in me to get here this week. I thank you, Lord, for giving me this ministry and allowing me to have this ministry for four years. I thank you where the ministry has come to. I thank you for that, Lord. And I pray that the ministry continues to grow and gets exactly where you intended for it to go. I pray, Lord, as I go throughout the rest of my days of ministry that I do it according to your will. I pray, Lord, for guidance to continue to yield to you so I can do everything that you have willed out for this ministry. I pray, Lord, that every single episode that you have for every single specific person, that they are encountered with it. And I pray that they listen with your ears, your mind, and have your heart as they go into it. Lord, I thank you for every single viewer who has tuned into the podcast over these four years. And I thank you for the viewers that you're going to give me that I don't have yet. I am trusting you to make this ministry a success. And I'm trusting you even if it's not a success, Lord. And thank you, Lord, for the encouragement to get past the hard days. And I pray that in this part two episode that the people can take away the other two things that you've revealed to me that is needed in ministry. And I pray that these two episodes really do help new incoming ministry leaders or veterans that's in this game, Lord. Again, I thank you for this topic, and I pray that you step in and guide me throughout this episode, and I pray that I lead with your heart, I speak with your mouth, and I pray that everyone's ears are opened and their heart is ready. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. All right, so now that I welcome my co-host in, let's go ahead and jump into the high and low portion of the episode. So this portion of the episode is used to big up God in any amazing thing that he has done in your life or if you need prayer to let us know so me and my team and all of my Obey family can be in prayer with you. So if you do want to submit a high low, we have three forms. We have three ways that you can do so. First is via our email address, obediencepodcast at gmail.com. 
Second is the Google Form links that's in the show notes. And third is on any of our social media platforms. We are always checking all three of those areas. So feel free to reach out to us and let us know. So with that being said, let me go ahead and get into my high and lows for this week. So the high that I want to give for this week is that I was able to do a guest Bible study over on Bible Beauty Company's monthly Bible study. So in the month of September, they have been doing the Seek Bible Study Jonah study. And so they had did three weeks of individual study. And on last week, I was able to join in and lead the entire group through the entire book of Jonah. It was such an amazing experience. And I am so, so, so excited to venture more with those ladies and also venture more into doing guest Bible studies. It was such a fun time, such a beautiful experience. If you guys don't know, Bible Beauty Company is an area for women to come together. I should say women of color, but anybody can join y'all to come together and just lead Christ-like lives. It's just a kingdom community basically is what it is it's over on patreon i'm a member myself and i have nothing but good things to say and it's really not that expensive a month um and it's a great resource if you need something additional in this kingdom walk they have monthly bible studies they have like prayer calls every week it's an amazing community so i do encourage you guys to go and join if you're looking for a community like that but during that experience it definitely gave me ideas of what I want to do with Seek Bible Study. I just love the atmosphere. I was able to do like I do with Seek Bible Study, but I was able to like communicate with the ladies, like hear their voices. And that's something that I can't do with Seek Bible Study. I can only read chats. So I'm trying to figure out a way to implement, like getting some people on to just hear their takes on things. But I'm trying to let the Lord lead me in that to even see if it's a good idea. So y'all be in prayer with me on that so I can get the direction of where I need to go. And then also, y'all, just to let y'all know, because I'm very excited about it. So I think it's a high. I think that I have officially, officially selected the new podcast colors. (laughs) Now, that's a big deal. And it's not going to be like a a, a huge change, you guys, be honest with you. Um, I'm going with very close to what I have now, which is like brown, black, white, very neutral, but it's a little surprise in there. And I'm very, very excited. And I think the Lord just willed it to work out. And I'm so excited to see what comes up. If you guys don't know, I have not done a solo photo shoot ever since I started doing solo ministry. So it's about time. And so I'm starting the process of getting that photo shoot together. And the first thing to do was to pick the color scheme so I can tell the stylist what I want to wear. Yeah, yeah, I heard that. Stylist. Okay. The Lord blessed me, okay, with a Stylist in my family. I'm not going to act like I'm a big shot, okay? I'm not going to act like I'm a big shot. This is definitely someone in my family who has great style and who has agreed to sow into the ministry by helping me find outfits. And that's very exciting. So, y'all just be in prayer with me on that whole process. It's extremely stressful. Last year, 
I had like scheduled a photo shoot out. I had purchased all of my things. I had booked my makeup appointment and it all fell through. And I think it all fell through for a reason for this exact moment right here of where things are just aligning in purpose. And I'm so very excited. So of course I'm going to vlog the journey. So y'all definitely be sure you are subscribed to my YouTube channel so you guys can see all of that vlog footage. Nine times out of ten, it's gonna be in the month of December, okay? So y'all got a minute, okay? I got I, I got vlogs like lined up. Thank God. Thank God. But anyway, <laughs> let me go ahead and get into my low moment for the week. I, I wanna say I wanted to address the elephant in the room, but y'all probably can't tell us the elephant in the room. But basically, I have been struggling with my anxiety since yesterday. And I am really 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 needing prayers because I don't want to get back where I was in 2020 or where I was in 2019 those were not good times in my life and I just can feel that anxious energy like coming in on me and I don't know where it came from and I'm pretty sure that's what it is I don't think it's anything medical what I will say is I went to Aiden my little cousin Aiden's park league football game yesterday and it was hot out there okay it was hot but it's just like out of nowhere I just felt like my heart started fluttering and I felt like I couldn't get it back into the correct rhythm but I really don't think that that's what I felt I think it was just my anxiety was starting to what is it starting to increase and so I could feel like those same anxiety symptoms sinking into me and I remember when I got to the car, my heart rate was up. And that is one of my anxiety symptoms. And also, my arm started to ache. And I told my mom, I said, this is the same thing that happened to me last time. In my mind, I had convinced myself that I was having a heart attack. I was having heart issues. And y'all know what heart attack or heart issues, you start having pain in your left arm. And that's what my anxiety, it gives me like, uh, I guess we can call them phantom pains. Because it's, I really don't think it's anything wrong with my arm, y'all. I really think it's my anxiety. And as I woke up this morning, like everything was fine. I hadn't had like that increased heart rate and my arm had like calmed down last night. And when I woke up, everything was good. I put my makeup on, everything was good. But literally when I came to plug my light in, I just like felt a fullness in my chest. And I'm like, oh Lord, here we go again. But you know, y'all know I'm gonna push through, okay? I'm gonna get these episodes out. But it was so relieving because when I sat down, I did burp and I was like, okay, that's what it was. It was gas. Thank God he has given me the ability to identify things now, I guess, because I've already gone through it and I can like rationalize with myself on, on the inside. But I did share with my mama what was going on. Talking to people about it does help me out. And so I no longer keep it in. So I did talk to her about it. So I just want y'all to be in prayer with me as I go throughout this week to figure out, you know, what's the cause of this anxiety? Like, where is it coming from? Because I don't want to keep it. Okay. I want to identify what's causing it so I can get rid of it. And so just be praying in agreement with me that the Lord reveals to me what it is. And I'll take it out of my life. I know I was watching a Bible study last week while I was working and they talked about how certain things can trigger your anxiety even though you don't know like it may be something that you don't think would start your anxiety because it's something that's so normal but it actually could be starting your anxiety so the lady she gave an example she was like she listens to this certain podcast when she drives and 
the Lord revealed to her that that podcast is what was causing her the anxiety. So pray that the Lord reveals that to me so I can get rid of it, okay? All right. So that is all the high and lows that I have for this week. I did not get any viewer high and lows. So remember, y'all, I am counting on y'all to submit your high and lows so I can feature them on the show, okay? Okay. So with that being said, I want to go ahead and jump into part two of my things I learned while in ministry video. Let's go. Okay. So last week I went over the first two things that I learned while podcasting and while in ministry. And just to recap, those two things were faith. You need faith first. And the second thing is you need obedience. And in that episode, I talked about how faith is required to even start your ministry to start your podcast and I gave you guys the story of Peter stepping off the boat and I also encourage you guys to consistently strengthen your faith because your faith can go away and then regarding obedience I share with you guys the story of Abraham sacrificing Isaac and how when you're in obedience things can change but your heart posture to doing what God told you to do should not change and so I encourage you guys to be open to change because God will make changes and just trust God through that changing process so if you did miss that episode I definitely encourage you to go and check it out it will be in the show notes for you guys to access but this is part two and in this episode I'm going to be sharing with you guys the additional the last two things that I learned while podcasting over these four years and also doing ministry over these four years so I am so ready to get into it so y'all should have y'all notebooks out y'all should have y'all listening ears on as we journey into these two things So let's get into it. So the third thing that you will need in ministry that I have learned over these four years is you will need patience, 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 patience. Who child? Now, one thing I can say about me, and I can say this because there have been a lot of people who have told me this. This is just not something that I've examined myself. This is something that's been told to me by multiple people multiple times. I have been told I have impeccable patience. So I'm really good at like cooking with kids or hearing kids out or dealing with adults who are not the best. I'm really patient with people. And I think it's because I realize the importance of grace and mercy because I'm pretty sure if God didn't give us grace he would be very done with me but he's very patient with me I have to extend that to other people okay so I'm very patient but let me tell y'all something ministry patience is another thing it's like another level it's a game changer is definitely going to test out your patience when you're in ministry. As I've said, I have been in ministry for four years now, and my ministry does look a lot different than when I started four years ago, but it has been a very slow climb, and I still have a long way to go. <laughs> I'm not going to sit here and act like I, I get a thousand views per episode or a thousand listens per episode. I'm not there yet. 
but I'm believing that God will get me there eventually. And what I was saying that as God will get me where he wants me to be eventually. I just have to be patient in the process. At one point in time, the podcast was getting like two or three views per episode. And then we slowly started to come up. It took a very long time to get a thousand subscribers. It took a very long time for me to get monetized. And currently I'm sitting in the fact that it's taken me a very long time to be able to actually get a check from YouTube. Okay. Just because you're monetized does not mean you get a check immediately, but I am patient in it all. Of course, I do want things to happen overnight for me. I do want to already see the manifestation of the promise that God has given me manifested right in front of me already. I do. I cannot lie. But ministry is all about patience. And from a human standpoint, a day is a long time. But to God, a day is like one minute. So I have to keep that in mind too. Like God does not work on human timeline that's just not what he does he has this impeccable plan and I just have to remind myself to trust that impeccable plan as I go throughout this ministry thing I have to admit it does get hard when you see someone just starting out and then they are getting more views than you or more listens than you or more followers than you and it's like hey I've been doing this but everybody's journey is different People have to start at different times. People have to stop at different times. It's not all this. I'm going to give you guys a checklist for ministry and you guys are going to follow it exactly. That's not what it's all about. It's all a journey according to each person's plan that God has. And I do have to encourage myself a lot, y'all, because it's not easy. It's not easy putting my entire heart into a episode or into my vlog, you know, spending all this time recording myself, then having to edit, like taking all of this time out of my life. And then said video gets like 10 or 15 views. It's not easy, but it's an unexplainable joy that I get doing this. And that's also how I know it's not in vain. Especially when you are actually impacting people. So one thing I will encourage you all is as you go through ministry, don't look at the numbers. Look at your impact. And one thing during this journey that I've seen over and over again is in the Bible, people had to wait. There was a lot of waiting in the Bible. So if we have waiting in the Bible Here in present day, of course, there's still going to be waiting. The first waiting thing that I saw that I recognized in the Bible was Noah and the flood. In this story, you do see the first two things that I mentioned. You see that Noah had faith to believe in God, to believe what God said, and he was obedient to do what God said. Now, the verse where God tells him to go and make the ark, it's found in verse 13. It says, then God said to Noah, I have decided to put an end to every creature for the earth is filled with wickedness because of them. Therefore, I am going to destroy them along with the earth. And then God goes into details about how Noah should make this ark. In verse 22, it says, and Noah did this. He did everything that God commanded him. Noah follows in faith and he follows in obedience and he does what God tells him to do. But 
the rain didn't just start happening a day or two. It didn't start immediately. He had to wait a while. And the reason he had to wait a while is because the, the ark was massive. The ark was a massive thing that had to be built over time. Just to give y'all some perspective, in verse 15, God says the ark will be 450 feet long, 75 feet wide, and 45 feet high. You will make a roof, finishing the size of the ark, within 18 inches of the roof. You are to put a door in the side of the ark and make it with lower, middle, and upper decks. This was a cruise ship. Noah made the first cruise ship. This took some time. And Noah was doing this by himself. He didn't have a team. God told him to make the ark. And that's what he did. And so he had to be working as he waited. And the second aspect of Noah waiting was after the flood finished. So it flooded a while. Verse 17 says, the flood continued for 40 days on the earth. The water increased and lifted up the ark so that it rose above the earth. The flood continued for 40 days. He had to wait until the flood finished. And then we go on a little further. It says in verse 24, and the water surged on earth 150 days. A lot of us think that Noah and the ark just happened over a two-week time period. No, ma'am. It rained for 40 days. And then after it finished raining, the water stayed on the earth for 150 days. Noah was waiting. This wasn't this quick thing that happened for them. There was a lot of waiting that happened in between that. And then even after that 150 days, the water wasn't completely gone. What happened is the mountains started to show themselves, but it wasn't time for Noah to come out. What he did is he sent a dove out. He sent the dove out to see if the dove can actually land somewhere to see like if trees were available for the dove to land. But the dove came back because the dove couldn't find anywhere to land. So then he had to wait seven more days. Verse 10. So Noah waited seven more days and sent the dove out from the ark again. And the dove came back with, what does it say? The dove came back with an olive leaf on its beak. And he waited another seven days. And he then he sent the dove out again. And the dove didn't return to him. Basically because the dove had found somewhere for him to lay. And he was good and content out there in the world. And so then scripture tells us in verse 13 that in the 601st year, in the first month, on the first day of the month, the water that had covered the earth was dried up. Then Noah removed the ark's cover and saw that the surface of the ground was drying. By the 27th day of the second month, the earth was dry. Noah had a lot of waiting to do. And so as you go throughout ministry, you're going to have a lot of waiting to do. Things are not going to always happen quickly. And one thing that I've learned is things don't happen quickly because we have to be ready when things are going to happen. When we're waiting, God has us in preparation mode. He's trying to get us exactly where he wants us before he gives us the thing that he wants to give us because he wants us to be ready for it. And that's one thing that I have acknowledged and realized while I am on this ministry journey. And I talked about this in my year of 29 video because I realized that things that I wanted in my early 20s, I couldn't get to my late 20s or in my 30s because I wasn't ready for those things. And so what should you be doing in the waiting? 
you should be preparing. You shouldn't just be sitting there twiddling your thumbs, just waiting for God to send you this promise. You should be working in the process. Because if you're not where he needs you to be, to give you said thing, to make the ministry prosper, if you're not ready for it, he's not going to give it to you. He knows, just like a, a parent knows, if I give my child too much of this, then they're going to waste it away. For example, let's think about a little child. I'll use my God child, my little God son, as an example. He currently does not understand the value of money. He literally said that my car cost $100. He doesn't understand. He's not old enough yet. So I can't just go out and be like, here, Carter, here is a $1,000 for you to go spend. He's not going to understand, okay, let me save some of this. Let me figure out what I really need. Nine times out of 10, he's going to spend it on video games. <laughs> the accessories for the video games, like controllers and stuff like that, and a little bit on food. He's not ready for that kind of money. And I use that example because literally this week he scored a touchdown in his football game. And his dad was like, okay, I'll give you $100. And he was like, okay, can I spend $100 on Fortnite? And his daddy was like, no, he's not ready for a lump sum of money and not to be supervised with his money. He's not ready for that yet. And so God knows when we're not ready for stuff yet. I gave the example of my car. When I wanted my car in 2019, if I would have got it, I would have given myself all the glory. When I got my car in 2021, I was able to give God all the glory. He knows when we're ready for things and when we're not ready for things. So we have to be in preparation. We have to be working on the things that, that God is telling us to work on. He will whisper to you what he wants you to work on. He's not going to keep it from you and make you guess what you need to be working on. He's going to make it very clear what you need to be working on. I remember a while back when I first started ministry, God wanted me to become whole. He wanted me to be complete. He wanted me to work on accepting my personality and accepting that I had a personality and being comfortable on camera, being comfortable opening up. And he needed me to work on those things so he could present to me solo ministry because the shade back in 2019 did not have enough confidence to get on camera by myself and do a whole Bible study and talk for almost an hour with you guys about anything that shade didn't have all of that but over time me working on accepting the introvert in me accepting how I deliver stuff accepting the personality that he gave me I was able to sit in it and be okay all right this is what I'm supposed to do Slowly over time, I got very comfortable in vlogging. And when all of that presented itself, he saw it presented itself good. That's when he said, okay, all right, to my old co-host, you can go. She's ready. So you have to work on things to get what God needs you to be before he presents the thing to you. And like I said, he will show you what you need to work on. I know me right now, he told me, I need you to be the, the best version of yourself that you can be. He's also telling me, okay, if you want to be a wife, if you want to have a family, you need to learn how to manage a household. And so I have transitioned or I'm in the process of transitioning to where I'm able to learn more 
hands-on, more one-on-one on how to handle a household. So when God presents my husband to me, God willing, he's he's going to love to pay the bills, okay? But if he doesn't, I want to be the helpmate for my husband and be like, okay, let me handle the bills. I don't want that to intimidate me anymore. So I'm hearing God and I'm working on the things that he wants me to work on so I can get to where he needs me to be to present to me my husband. There is scripture that backs up that God wants us to be in preparation while we're waiting. And that is found in one of my favorite parables in the Bible, which is the parable of the 10 virgins. It's found in Matthew 25. This parable is talking about how we should be prepared for when Jesus comes. We should be prepared and have given our lives to God and accepted Jesus as our savior. So we are saved. And basically it's telling us, when it's too late, it's too late. But in this parable, it gives an amazing explanation of why you have to be prepared. You don't want said thing to be presented to you and you are not prepared at all. and You end up losing that thing. And it will not be God's fault that you lose that thing. It will be your fault that you lost that thing. Or instead of completely losing that thing, that thing will be delayed. You may meet your husband in 2023. But you're not ready and God won't reveal to you or him that y'all are meant to be together until like five years from now when you get yourself together. Y'all could have been presented with each other before, but God knew that you weren't ready. So the parable says there are 10 virgins who are headed to meet their grooms and they have lamps. Five of them were foolish and five of them were wise, Jesus says. Verse three says, when the foolish took their lamps, they didn't take oil with them, but the wise ones took oil in their flask with their lamps. When the groom was delayed, they all became drowsy and fell asleep. Verse five, when the groom was delayed, that means that the women had to wait. So, as they were waiting, they became drowsy and they fell asleep. So then in the middle of the night, out of nowhere, there was a shout, here's the groom, come to meet him. And all the virgins got up, they trimmed their lamps, but the foolish ones said to the wise ones, hey, give us some of your oil because our lamps are going out because they were not prepared with their own oil. But the wise ones who were very prepared, they said, no. There won't be enough for us and for you. So instead, y'all need to go to the people who sell oil and buy some for yourselves. So the foolish women, they went to go buy the oil because they needed the oil for the lamps. But when they get back, the door was shut to meet their grooms. It's so important for us to be prepared, to be in preparation. while. We're working out this ministry thing. So when it comes to ministry, whatever your ministry is, you need to be working on it. For me, for instance, with Seek Bible Study, I don't need to decide, okay, I'm going to do this Bible study and I'm going to put it out in a week. I don't need to be working on the Bible study the week before it needs to go out. Like I don't need to have just started working on the Bible study a week before it comes out. It needs to be a work in progress. I need to work on it at least six months before the final Bible study is going to come out because there's a lot of detail that goes into it. Same thing with the podcast. I need to know my schedule. I can't just 
the week of be like, okay, what am I going to talk about? I need to know. So I encourage you guys to just have patience in the process of your ministry. A lot of ministers that you see out here, especially the ones who are like all on TV and stuff like that, they didn't just start yesterday. Or they didn't just start last month. It was a process to where they got. I look at my pastor. He said that he didn't get paid with the church for five years. I'm pretty sure when he started our church, he didn't have all the members he have now. It probably was a good 10 members, you know, and some of them included his family. But he kept working at it because he knew this is what God told me to do. And I also look at it like this with my first lady who does like an amazing woman's conference. She's in her 50s at this point. I'm just 30. I have time. So like these big dreams that I have, just because they aren't done within these next 10 years don't mean they're not possible. I'm limiting my life by thinking that everything has to happen right now when God wants to do a lot of amazing things through the entire lifespan or time span of my life. He wants to continue to do amazing things through the entire time span of my life. And I'm just trying to give him five years. God says, no, girl, you're going to live a long and prosperous life. I want to show you me throughout all of these years. Let me show you me. Give God room to show you him. And so things on down and be patient. Another thing I want to leave y'all with, I'm not going to go into detail about it, but I want y'all to put this in your homework for study. David was chosen as king, but he didn't actually become king until years later. There is patience and waiting all throughout the Bible. And all throughout David's waiting to actually get his position as king, he was working. So go study that first Samuel, second Samuel, y'all go study that and just be patient in your ministry. Now, let's go ahead and go to the final fourth thing that I learned while in ministry. So the fourth thing that I learned in ministry and that you need, and I think it's the most important thing, is one of the things that I just recently discovered, okay? And it's going to be humility. You need humility in ministry. The reason I say that is because I, or I'll say God, is teaching me that I don't need to hold people not supporting me personally. And I don't need to hold it against them. Now, let me break it on down. So, you guys know I've been in ministry four years. This is my baby. But there are family members who will never watch a video of mine. Who will actively forget that I premiere episode every Tuesday. Or I go live every Thursday, even though I've been doing this for Two years now, putting episodes out on Tuesdays and going live on Thursdays is something that's been consistent for the past two years. Okay? It's not a new thing. I've had friends who started out, I am going to support you. I am so proud of you. I'm going to watch every single episode. And then eventually stop seeing them show up in the chat. Or 
I know I talked about something in the episode, and then when I talk to them, they're, like, super surprised. So it's very apparent that they're not supporting. And for a lot of the time, a lot of the time, I took it very personally. I took it personally for two reasons. You're supposed to be my friend. You're supposed to be my family. You're supposed to support me because that's what I would do to you. The second reason that I took it personally is because I felt as if that meant that I wasn't good enough in my ministry. I was telling myself, okay, they don't want to watch me because I'm not a good Bible study teacher or I'm not doing good at my podcast. I can't keep their attention. I'm not good at this. Oh, the anointing isn't really on me. I'm a fraud. I'm a fake. I would say all of that. Now, I I, I want to preference all of that was saying this is not what they were telling me this is just what I was thinking in this present day of age God is teaching me that those things are not true that they stop watching or they stop supporting or they never supported or they never watched for their own reasons it has nothing to do with you and it has nothing to do with your ministry Just because that they don't watch you, they don't support you, doesn't mean that I'm not inside of you. I am on the inside of you, and I told you to do this. And whenever they get to where they need to get to, maybe they'll start supporting. Maybe they never will support. But you're not doing it for their approval. You're doing it for my approval. That is what God was telling me. And so I have been humbling myself over these past couple of months to just not take things personally, to not mix business with pleasure, if I should say that much. Just because this family member never watches you does not mean they don't love you, does not mean that they won't support you. They just have their own ways of doing it. So humble yourself and don't think that it's all about you. And if it is about you, that's still on them. That's another thing. And another thing that I felt God was telling me is change is inevitable and it's a part of God's ultimate plan. So there are going to be people who come in and out of their ministry. They may support you this month and then next month they may be in a different place in their life where they can support you or they're going through their own issues and they can't do it. Do not take those things personally. Focus on what the mission is. Focus on what the purpose is. The purpose isn't to prove to yourself that you're worthy of ministry. That's not the purpose of this thing. The purpose is to get on here and show people life and relate that life to the Bible so people can understand the Bible a little bit more. That's what this is about. And your vlogs, they're about showing your life. In your vlogs, they're about showing your life and showing people what Christian life looks like. And the other thing that I wrote in my note that God told me is that ministry isn't about popularity. It's about permission. If God gave you the permission to do something, he's going to make it successful. And he's going to make it successful according to what he deems successful in his plan. So it's not about Okay, I got to get 500 people to read the Bible. If I can just get that one person that God destined for me 
to come across their computer screens or come across their phone screens. It's a success. It's not about numbers. It's about what God has given you the permission to do. And so I have to keep reminding myself of that so I am not bogged down with issues that come up when you're dealing with people. People issues. When I say people issues, I mean like social anxiety, being depressed because I feel like I'm alone and I don't have friends or my relationship with family has changed and letting those thoughts lead me into anxiety and lead me into depression because I'm so wrapped up in what these people think and finding my worth in what these people think when that's not what ministry is about. So that is one of the things that I feel like God was like when he said, be the best that you can be. That was one of the things that I was able to identify and I'm trying to work through actively, (laughs) actively. I'm trying to work through humility actively. And I felt like I found this while I was studying in the book of Acts, okay? And I'm not trying to do a shameless plug here for Seek Bible Study. It's really something that I feel like I discovered. It was like an aha moment as I read the scripture in Acts. In Acts chapter 7 verse 39. And what the scripture says is our ancestors were unwilling to obey. Instead, they pushed him aside and in their hearts turned back to Egypt. Now, to give you a little context to this chapter in Acts, it's a sermon that's provided by a man named Stephen. And in this sermon, he's given the Israelites a history of everything that they've been through. And so at this moment, he's talking about what the Israelites did after they were granted freedom from Egypt. So God rescued them from Egypt and he got them to safety in the wilderness. But even in that, they still were turning their hearts back to Egypt and doing things that they did when they were in slavery. Now, I know that you guys are probably like, what? does this have to do with humility? (laughs) What does this have to do with you being okay that people don't watch your podcasts? I'm going to break it down for you, okay? I'm going to break it down for you. So God was telling me that, you know, the people who don't support you, the people who don't watch you, they are not doing it because of something that I didn't give you. I've given you everything that you need. It's not about you. It's about them. So there will be times when people come in and out, like I mentioned before. And he said, when people go out, I don't want you to turn your heart back to Egypt. Because that's what I was doing every single time when I would be like, man, in 2020, there were so many people who would make sure they got on my live or make sure they got on my premiere every single episode. The chat would be bustling, it would be just busy. But now it's like one or two people who are in there. And every single chat, I would get more down and down and down because I'm just like, okay, people don't support me. And so because I was like, people don't support me, 
then I will get into, well, I don't need to do this ministry. It's really worthless. It's really pointless. Every single time I was doing what the Israelites were doing, I was looking back. I was looking back to Egypt. So when the Israelites were at the Red Sea and they saw the Egyptians coming for them, they looked at Moses and they said, it would have been better for us to be slaves in Egypt because we were living like such great lives back then. And they weren't. They were not doing that. But when they were in the moment, when they were presented with fear, when they were presented with the, I really have to have faith in this. This is what I asked for all these years. They got afraid. They didn't trust. And they looked back and said, it's better back there. And that's what I was doing. I was turning my heart back to Egypt and losing my trust in God deemed you worthy to do this podcast. So you are worthy. So God was telling me, I don't want you to turn your heart back to Egypt when things get like this. I don't want you to look back. When the time is right, those people will or maybe won't come back. But I will sustain you. You will continue to get views. You will continue to get support, even if it's support from out of nowhere. It's not going to always be found in what you already knew. And going back to things change, change is inevitable. Every single relationship in your life is not always going to be exactly the same type of relationship. It's going to evolve over time, whether that evolvement is closer or not as close. It's going to evolve and it's okay. You have to be okay with that is what God was telling me. And so he didn't want me to look back and say, oh, That time was so much better than now because he's evolving me. So as I'm evolving, as people are evolving, things are going to change. So I don't want you to look back. So I thought about Olot's wife. Have y'all heard of that story? (laughs) So that is found in Genesis 19. So let's turn that real quick. What was happening right now at this time? You have Lot who is currently living in Sodom and Gomorrah and at the time there was a lot of things going on in Sodom and Gomorrah and it was a lot of ungodly things going on okay a lot of ungodly things literally two angels appeared at Lot's house and while they were in the house the men of Sodom and Gomorrah were trying to bust down Lot's door so they could get inside and get to the angels so they could take advantage of the angels. This is literally what was going on. So that gives you a mindset of how horrible things were at this point at Sodom and Gomorrah. So at daybreak, the angels, they told Lot in verse 15, they say, get up, take your wife and your two daughters who are here, or you will be swept away in punishment of the city. But Lot, he hesitated. But because the Lord had compassion for him, the angels, they grabbed Lot's hand, his wife's hand, and the hands of his two daughters, and they ran them out of the city. The city was in active destruction As they were running out, it was somewhere that they did not need to be. And then in verse 17, the angels told Lot, his wife and his daughters, run for your lives. Don't look back and don't stop anywhere on the plane. Run to the mountains or you will be swept away. 
very clear instructions. But then in verse 26, we see where Lot's wife failed to follow these instructions. It says, but Lot's wife looked back and became a pillar of salt. The reason I thought about this story is because Lot's wife was looking back to something that was no good for her. Now, I'm not saying that these people who aren't supporting me or aren't watching me, I'm not saying that they aren't good for me. What I'm saying is the thought of them not supporting me and where that can lead to me is not good for me. And I don't want to look back at something that's not good for me and lead to destruction, just like it led to destruction for Lot's wife. Lot's wife was no longer alive. She turned into a pillar of salt because she looked back. I don't want to look back and say, oh, I remember when all these people supported me. And so now I'm not worthy just because things have changed in the world or things have changed with them. I don't want that. I don't I don't want to believe in that at all because I'm believing what God has for me and the outcome that he has for me and the involvement that he has for me. I'm believing in that. So remember, ministry isn't about popularity. It's about permission. If God has given you permission to do it, if your ministry gets two views, it does not mean your ministry isn't successful. God gave you permission to do it. So it's successful. I was recently listening to a Bible study and the lady shared that when she put out her Bible study, she thought hundreds of people were going to join her Bible study, but only 10 joined. She said she was going to cancel it. But she said, God told her, no, do it and give it your all. And she did just that. And she said that after that Bible study, a lady who had stage four cancer and had given up on God came to her and said, your Bible study encouraged me to give God a second chance. Now, that alone made that Bible study successful. So I'm going to hold on to that story. As I go throughout these days, the rest of these days of ministry, because change is going to be inevitable. There are going to be people who come in and out of the ministry and it does not have anything to do with me. It has everything to do with them, what they're going through, their life situation, what they can make time for, what they can't make time for, where their faith is at right now. But I just need to be consistent in doing what God told me to do. And I've been given the permission. So they come in and out. It has nothing to do with you not having everything that you need. I've given you everything you need. I have an assignment for you and that assignment may not be attached to a million people. It may just be attached to a thousand people. It may be attached to 10 people, but as long as you change those 10 people lives who I place in front of you, you've done the job I've given you. So y'all remember that in ministry, you're going to have to humble yourselves and recognize that it's not always you and it's not always what you don't have. God has given you everything that you need to be the best person that you can be and to do the job that he's given you to do. So don't look back. Don't look back on things that's not going to be healthy for you. Don't look back and say, oh, things are better in Egypt. Don't look back to that. Because it's what you pray for. If you pray to have a ministry and you pray to have a successful ministry, when you get to the place where things are looking a little tough, they're looking a little rough, don't look back and say, oh, well, when I first started the ministry, it was so much better. Don't look back to that, you guys. And with that, 
that brings me to the end of the four things that I learned in ministry and the four things that you will need in ministry. So y'all, I encourage you as you are starting out ministry, as you are currently going through ministry, remember you need faith. That's the first thing you need. You need obedience. You have to be obedient to what God told you to do. You need patience as you go throughout this ministry journey because it's not going to all happen overnight. And you need humility. People are going to change, but you don't need to change what God told you to do. You need to be encouraged that God has given you everything that you need inside of you. So people come in and out. It's not about you. Be humble. Sit down. In the words of Kendrick Lamar. Now, before I get into my normal announcements, I do feel led to pray over you all who have ministry. So I want to take a moment and just pray for everybody who has ministry, everybody who's in ministry, as I close out this two-part episode. So, Father God, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you for getting me through this episode. And most of all, I want to thank you for revealing everything to me. I thank you for letting me be the catalyst for letting me be the chosen person to lead this ministry. I want to thank you for all the forms that you have. I want to thank you for the form that you are building me into. And I thank you so much, Lord, for everything that you have done for the ministry. And Lord, I want to pray over every single person who has a ministry out there right now. For the person who you have given the idea to, Lord, I pray that they move in obedience. I pray that they have the faith that they need. I pray that they know that you will be with them as they go out through through this ministry. I pray that you give them something where they can't even deny that is you telling them to do it. It's a stepping stone for them, and I pray that they take that step, Lord. I pray that they have help through the ministry. I pray that they have resources through the ministry, and I pray that they know that they are not alone. And Lord, for the person who currently is in ministry and they're going through it, I pray for your comfort. I pray for your peace. I pray for their patience. I pray for their humility, Lord. And I pray, Lord, that you send someone to them that's going to show them that everything is going to be okay, that they just need to move one step at a time. And Lord, I thank you for this episode, and I thank you for what you've done through it. And I pray that I can take the advice that you've given me and continue to have faith, continue to have obedience, continue to have patience, and continue to be humble through this process. I thank you for where you're going to take me. I thank you for where you're going to take the ministry leaders. And thank you, Lord, for all the ministries that that are starting. And I pray that they impact all the lives that you plan for them to impact. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. But with that being said, that's all that I have for you all today. But, of course, I have two questions. What was your key takeaway? And also, did you learn anything new? If you did, please comment down below in the comment section if you're watching on YouTube. And if you're listening on the Spotify app, you can come in the Q&A section. I'd love to hear from you guys, so please do not hesitate and let me know. I definitely will respond if you do reach out. And since I'm mentioning YouTube, if you are watching over on YouTube right now during the premiere of the episode 
I see you. We see each other. I want to thank you so much for spending your Tuesday night with me. It is such an honor. If you do not know, I do premiere the video version of the podcast episodes on Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time over on my YouTube channel. So if you do want to be a part of the YouTube premiere chat, you can definitely click the link in the show notes below to my YouTube channel and then hit that bell notification so you are notified every single time I upload. But during the chats, you're able to talk to me and to everyone else who is watching real time about the things that are going on in the podcast. It's an amazing time. So I definitely encourage you all to join and watch along with us. And next, I have to give a very special shout out to everybody who does watch on the podcast and platforms. I don't want to forget you all. So if you are currently listening to the podcast on audio platform, I want you to go to the podcast Instagram and comment a boat emoji so I can give you a very special thank you. I like to acknowledge everyone who supports the ministry because every single type of support has the ministry grow and become more and more and more and more amazing. So thank y'all so much for that. And then last but not least, I have to give a very, very special shout out to everyone who is on my Patreon, all of my patrons. Thank y'all so much for going over and above and supporting the ministry. If you do not know, I do have a Patreon where I have four different tiers. So you can check the link out in the show notes and determine which tier works best for you. But there's a lot of extra content going on, a lot of behind the scenes photos, a lot of things going on over there. So I do encourage you all to check that out. All of those proceeds go to supporting the ministry and keeping the lights on, child. Keeping the lights on. Now, regardless of wherever you are watching or listening, I do want you all to share this episode with five of your friends. Sharing is going to help the ministry grow and also help me on the engagement side of YouTube. So if you want to be a digital disciple, go ahead and share this episode out all right y'all and do not forget if you do have any high or low moments you can submit those to the three platforms that i discussed earlier and if you want to actually come on the episode and share a testimony i do have testimony tuesdays where you can come on and share your testimony to everybody on the show so that is in the show notes as well it's a google form fill that out and me and my team will be in contact to schedule the pre-recorded interview all right y'all so that's all that i have for you all i'm gonna go ahead and get up out of here i pray that this episode found you blessed and i pray that it left you even more blessed but in the meantime in between time as always be obedient and i will see y'all next week ciao